Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking Codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop Podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. I'm Andy. Yeah, Andy nearly forgot who he was. I was going to say, Andy was trying to work out, is this because you were trying to work out who to identify as this week, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> and this week we've got a special guest with us, and he is a podcaster and a musician. His name is Matt Lees. So welcome to the That's show. me. It's you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello, Matt. <laughs> and we wouldn't, well, uh, it sounds rude that we wouldn't know about you, but we wouldn't have known about you unless the mutual friend of ours told us, uh, who is Ben Gummery. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Yeah, I should probably put that guy on my payroll, to be honest with you. Yeah. I th- he does a lot for me. He does a lot of support, social media style. You know, he's a great dude. He yeah. is. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is for now us That, as that well. sounded like an assumption that I make any money from music. I don't want anyone to get it twisted right away. <laughs> I don't mean that to say I make absolutely any money from being a musician, but, you know, hypothetically. Yeah. Oh, he's just got a good store of IOUs. That's right. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ben is definitely a good guy. Yeah. He, he supports us very well as well. So, yeah. We should really shout him out every week, but you know, otherwise yeah. they just get a big head, and you know, we that's don't want true. that to that's happen. That's true. No, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I was informed that you were a Welsh Canadian. That's correct. And Andy is going to be ribbing on you for that because I've nominated Andy to do that. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to work out how you say a sorry out and about in a canadian welsh accent i can't even imagine what that would sound like i would like to commend you though sir because you're the first one to ever make canadian jokes related to oot yeah. or yeah. sorry or or a so at least you're coming in with you know some some original material here so i'm some very fresh excited. ideas that's right yeah that's right. <laughs> so i was just really go, just to wet my whistle before i then yeah, moved on yeah well i mean i could be worse i could be american you know <laughs> and sorry to all of our american listeners out there <laughs> That, yeah, they're sorry, I'm not. But if you're one of my listeners, you know that already. Well, the other avenue I was going to go to would be what would a Welsh Mountie wear? Ooh, I like that. See, now no one's actually ever asked that before. See, now that's a fun idea. Welsh Mountie. Now, we all know where the sheep would be located. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it'd be obviously in plaid. Yeah. Uh, would there be a, a leak somewhere, maybe? Yeah, probably covering up like the other side. Because he's not into that. <laughs> the thing is, that would you have one of the big, tall, black Welsh hats or the wide brown Mountie hat? Well, it depends. Is it me or is it some other normal man? It's you. Well, you're, you're designing the Welsh Mountie All outfit. Because right, so, if it's me, it's got to be a Mountie hat just for the giggles. Yeah. You know? 
because I'm going to look ridiculous we'll, anyway. So we'll we'll have a combination of both the black hat and the mounty hat. Yeah. See. You know why? Why limit yourself? Yeah. That'll see, be a now, twenty gallon hat. Yes. Now, now all we need now is a visual artist to paint this shit up, and uh, it's going to be gorgeous. The Welsh mounty. <laughs> Jim, you know some graphic artists, surely. I do. I'm sure if we go out on Twitter, though, there'll be plenty of people that will want to do that. So I'll find somebody. If they're good enough, I, I shall start yeah. DMing them my, my personal ideas that I have. Yeah. Oh, dear. Andy, that sounds very, very scary. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, you know, it's just borderline 18 certificate. Right. Just borderline. So not 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 going for a hard eye yet. <laughs> oh, no. Right. no. It, so what is that line, then? Is it like boob is okay, but bush isn't? I say more penetration isn't. No right, gratuitous okay. violence. All right. Well, I tell you, I like I like that you you drew a line morally. And I respect yeah. you for that. So yeah. at least you chose where the line was. I'm thinking more on the commercial lines. That's how I think. Yeah. I think he's I, like I think he's only potentially doing that because we got a guest on the show this week. Because normally he hasn't got any morals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. So it's like when you have a friend over for dinner and you're like, oh, he's behaving himself. Yep. Yep. I and he has morals, but he chooses to be amoral. Yeah. I understand. Well, I already said boobs and bush, so you don't have to be anybody for me. <laughs> This harkens back to our last episode very well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, Captain Birdseye, I believe. <laughs> yes, yes. We, <laughs> See, because I'm, I'm a doing my research. <laughs> I'm a doing my research, motherfucker. So. <laughs> and for the record, I, I never yeah. committed to the fact that I had a bush. All right. <laughs> hey, that listen. That that's 2019. That ain't nobody's business but yours. Yeah. yeah. I, I never so. said that I did. I never said that I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Which implied that there may be some pubic. And then it's for the listener to then decipher <laughs> yeah. what that means. I just yeah. said pu- I just said pubic area because I was trying to be slightly on the cusp of being PG. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back to that line again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could say the listener will fill it all in, but that's going into a completely different area that we don't want to be going into. That that takes it way into the R-rated area. <laughs> yeah. That's where yeah. Captain Birds I will be directing you later. <laughs> and that's why he's winking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the know. Oh, God. Let's not start on that anyway. <laughs> That's what she said. Demand our next tattoo. Yeah, we know we all know what Captain Birdseye does, you know, the winking one, but what happens with the parrot? Well, the parrot's still got to be involved. I think there was a commitment that we decided <laughs> yeah, after the show. I thought that sort of thing was illegal nowadays. Well, that's why I was asking. Yeah. How do you get the parrot's consent? That's what so, I want. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how do you get Captain Birdseye's consent? He's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, a parrot can speak. It can give consent. <laughs> yeah, but that's easier. The parrot is easier than Captain Birdseye, who's, like I said, dead. Yeah, but you'd have to teach him the word yes, and that's never going to hold up in court. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He said yes. How did he learn the word? I told him to say it. <laughs> and did she me any other words? No. 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 I didn't teach him anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This place. This show went dark right away. I know. Seven uh, minutes in, and this is this is fun. This is fun. I promised him that I wasn't going to take this off track. So hey, it's okay. <laughs> usually, usually I host my own show, and I get upset when my guests derail it because I'm like, guys. 
I'm trying to do the podcast host thing. And now <laughs> it's fun to be like the part of the team derailing. And I'm not going to be fair, Randy. You were well behaved. I'm the one who's derailed this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, so Matt, basically, you're like I'm feeling right now then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm kind of taking a sadistic pleasure out of it, especially because I've never met you in person and uh, you can't smack me in the face. So <laughs> you'd be surprised. Fun for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got Mr. Tickle long arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's she's very much into the abuse and the hitting yeah I, there you go <laughs> only because james deserves it though <laughs> <laughs> james have you got a safe word that i need to know just in case yeah raspberries or banana <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no because we know what happens if i say banana you hit me <laughs> andy is a lover of bananas <laughs> <laughs> Well, my safe word is now asparagus, because apparently now I feel like I need one. So <laughs> if any of my listeners cross over and hear me saying asparagus, other than right now when I just said it, yep. then please send help or cookies. <laughs> <laughs> food <laughs> well you keep referencing your listeners so i just thought i'd actually bring us into the conversation you've got two podcasts is that right that's right because anyone could do it now so i thought i'd do it twice yeah and i get twice as many as nobody's listenings <laughs> oh bless you <laughs> okay well you're going to be bringing a great listener base over to us so thank you ever so much for that <laughs> uh, yeah thank you the podcasts are called legend in my spare time and matt lee's gets creative yes so the gets creative as my wife would say is the grown-up podcast okay um because i'm a musician and every week on that show i interview other creative people so writers artists uh musicians any any type of thing really the in the creative form and we just talk about the creative process and the gifts and curses of that and what it's like to be an artist and that sort of thing and then the other legend of my spare time started as music when i was in my band in canada we started that show 10 years ago uh, and we would do our gigs over the weekends uh, and then we would come together later in the week and kind of talk about all the crazy things that happened during our gigs. Hence, Legend of My Spare Time, because we played music on the weekends, but we still had jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, and now it's just me and my best buddy who just kind of yell at each other every week or every other week, mostly. <laughs> so, you know, we enjoy it, but I don't know how the listeners feel, but. We talk pop culture, we talk a lot of rubbish, yeah. um, and that's kind of, yeah. A load of cod swallop, you mean? Yes, which... Go on, Gemma, you shoehorned in brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> when I said to my wife the name of the show I was doing, she said, oh, you'll be fine, that's like your native language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you actually, did you, well, I've obviously given it away now, but did you actually know what cod swallop meant? Well, I mean, it's it's it doesn't need much of a uh, map. You know, no. it's pretty cut clear that it means like, well, I took it as to mean like rubbish. Yeah. You may, there may be a much cooler meaning well, that shit, I'm not aware of. Well, shit, the other of. version, so yeah. Talking <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, so you pretty go. much hit it on the uh, on the head with the saying it's rubbish, but yeah. you know, it's talking a bit of flannel. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't mean rubbish as in the content no, of rubbish, I know you please. I, I meant when, when my buddies and I are talking like we're the smartest guys in the room, we're talking cod swallop, really. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I didn't take it that you thought our content was rubbish anyway, but you know, if you do, sorry, but we love it. So yeah. Except for the dude who said something about Santa Claus last episode or something that I hope we don't have to bring up again. Yeah, that dude. I don't have very moral lines, but that's one of mine. We don't need to be talking that rubbish. I know, right? And the Easter Bunny is real as well, isn't he? Some truths just need yeah. to be out there. That's right. There's chocolate eggs in my house. Where did those come from? Let's not start putting up threads. <laughs> Tesco's other supermarkets are available. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, Andy is our lovable grouch. Uh, yeah. yeah, so all... I'm, I'm the all-year-round Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me too. I am literally wearing Grinch slippers right now. 
<laughs> yeah, out, out of interest, Andy, when was the? Can you remember when was the last time you were happy? Oh. I think it would have been Thursday night when I got into my room for the first time oh. until the cats came in and disturbed my sleep. <laughs> so probably about thirty minutes of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have so much in common, my new digital yeah. friend. <laughs> Matt, when was the last time you were happy? I, I'm not ready to talk about it with you just yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's still early in our relationship. Yeah. We're only 12 minutes in. We'll wait until we're 24 minutes in, and then we'll get the answer. Yeah. We can <laughs> build right. some trust there. Well, That's right. Build the trust circle up. Yeah. Like we, um, like we established last episode, I'm Tigger, so outwardly I'm always happy. You should see the inside but outwardly i'm always happy <laughs> which for somebody who's more of an eeyore like me can sometimes be really kind of annoying yeah. i work with i work with a lot of people like that and it's like oh turn it down please so at this point i'm terminating the <laughs> <laughs> no again i didn't mean you what i just meant like the proverbial what people you know <laughs> my co-host is the morning person who is and we work together as well and we start work at like seven in the morning. Mm. This one morning, he at, at six thirty in the morning, he's talking about some micro microbial bacteria that can so and so and the so and so. And I remember just walking across the street hoping a truck would hit me so I wouldn't have to hear the rest <laughs> of his story. That's the kind of morning person I am, ladies and gentlemen. In case your listeners wanted to get to know me, it takes about thirty-two ounces of coffee to get me sociable. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. My my friends at work, honestly, we start at seven. Nobody talks to me till like nine thirty. That's legit. Yeah. Hand on heart, the truth. They just leave me alone. Yeah. Thank goodness. Just gonna mainline that coffee. Yeah. People are like puppies. You just have to train them. <laughs> I was gonna say. To be fair, I'm not a morning person either. So oh, I'm only ticker some of the time. But yeah. uh, by the time I do, you suppose irritate my coworkers because by nine o'clock I've been up for an hour and a half because it takes me an hour to get into the office. So I'm kind of awake by the time I get to work at nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I probably do irritate people because I always come and go, morning! <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, you get the dirty looks from me and then. Yeah. Oh, but, I would, but the thing is, though, Andy, because I like to irritate people as well, so I would do it even more to you. Uh, but then what I'll do is the internationally recognised I'm on a call because I've always got my headset on. Oh, okay. Listening, listening oh. podcasts, and you would never know whether I'm genuinely on a call or just bullshitting and listening to my podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but Andy, she'd appear at your desk. She'd be like right next to you, wouldn't she? I wouldn't. All, all cheaper and happy. Oh, no, no. What I'd do is I'd wrap my arms around you. I'd rock you from side to side to oh, say no. morning. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. People will not be touching. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I have to set the alarm for quarter to six in the morning just so i'm barely sociable by nine oh, it's a hard it's a hard thing man yeah, it's hard uh, life i never take my headphones out of my ears whether they're on or not just so people assume i'm doing they don't talk to me it's a very good idea i wish i could listen uh, with headphones it's, yeah in my office well it's an open planned office so it can either be really really quiet which I hate it when it's really, really quiet mm. because it just makes me feel really awkward. Um, I'm not saying that I want it to be noisy either, but, you know, like that nice little bustle of like speaking sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, yeah, or it's like a train station and it's really, really loud. <laughs> and I'm like, for fuck's sake, why is it one or the other? Why can't it be a happy medium? <laughs> yeah. 
I know. Do you not have the white noise machine turned on? Yeah. Well, why why do some jerkos always have to have techno music on too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but we're not allowed. None of us are allowed to wear headphones. If we were, then I'd be constantly oh. listening to podcasts, probably just chuckling at yeah. my desk because I listen That's to comedy. That's what I do. Yep. Yeah. Uh. See, because I'm grumpy and no one's allowed to talk to me, but then they'll see me like chuckling to myself at my desk. And I have like wireless Bluetooth earbuds that just fit right in my ears. Yeah, they must think I'm nuts. I was gonna say they'll assume you're insane. Exactly. <laughs> I cut. I leave my hair to look like Doc Brown and shit. Nobody talks to me. It's absolutely fine. I mutter oh. to myself once in a while. I want to be your new best friend. Can I be your new best friend, please? Of course, of course you can because yes. it's a digital relationship, and I don't have to see you at seven in the morning. <laughs> Well, nobody. Other than that, we go get along fine. I was going to say nobody has to see me at seven in the morning. It's only nine o'clock that people see me. Which is then generally when you disappear off into a meeting room for an hour and a half. Who me? No me. Oh right. So then, okay. <laughs> I don't think I can cope with Jem until at least ten thirty. <laughs> I feel you. I can't cope with my buddy Just John until at least nine thirty. I'm with you. <laughs> see, I'm I'm different. Cause I'm quite good in the morning to be honest. I can just get up and get on with stuff. So oh. I'm happy to give people a lift home. But right. never offer anyone a lift into work because that's my time to focus on being yeah. sociable. Mm-hmm. And I just right. cut in the, in the confined space that early in the day. It's not going to end well. Right? They're bound to have like perfume yeah. or cologne on or they're going to say something that's annoying and then your whole day's ruined. Right, brother? Jesus. Right? Yeah. This yeah. is getting like serial killer shit with you two. You know, like the things that will set you off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, it's more like, has everybody seen, like, has ever, anybody seen Endgame? Or should we just not go there? Seen, seen what, what, sorry? Endgame. Endgame. Uh, no, don't talk no, about not it. Seen no, it. No, Fine, no. all right, fine. Yeah. Forget it, forget it. It's just like, we're at, him and I are like at a confession, okay? We're at like a, a support circle where we're like, yeah, man, I hate people too, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you know what the funniest thing is? Before we actually started recording, both Andy and James turned around to me, and I'm sorry, guys, but he said, oh, we're not sure what we're going to talk about, so we'll probably just sit back for the time being, and then, you know, like, and then jump in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've said nothing near enough so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this is, um, you know, basically an AA meeting, Arseholes yeah. Anonymous. Absolutely. The best part is... Uh- Why am I here, then? <laughs> yeah. You're you're the person who's cut, who's counselling oh, us. All right, okay, that's all right. Yeah. The vibe I'm getting off you, off these guys is it's like it would like being stuck in a car with Larry David. Who's mm. that? Yeah. You've seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have any of yeah. you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other reference, if anyone gets it, would be a lot of people refer to me as like a George Costanza. Oh, excellent. <laughs> now and again, I I'm going to confess here on your show. Now and again, I do yell at people. Uh, and I'll get upset over seemingly very little, like somebody who moved my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was on this desk, now it's on that one, but nobody moved it. Must be a magic stapler, huh? <laughs> and people are like, look at this asshole. I've got to ask, Matt, have you ever quit a job and then gone back? I... Uh, I've I've quit a job once and then forgot that I had just quit there and then went to go back there and, <laughs> and then forgot went to go back there and drink, um, but that was up obviously uh, alcohol related. In, in between gigs in my band, I used to like bust tables and stuff because that's what you have to do because you don't make money being a musician. Nice. So I remember I didn't want to work there anymore, so I, I erased the menu board uh, and I drew a big <laughs> cock and balls on it. I drew I wrote I quit and I signed my name. Uh, I took a lo- I posed in front of pictures. If you look up my my Instagram, which is Spare Time Legend, you will find this picture of me posing in front of the board, doing like a Hulk Hogan pose <laughs> with the I Quit picture behind me. 
Would you be able to send me that image so that I can post it up with the episode, please? Yes. I mean, obviously, it's one of my proudest moments, so I'd love to. Yeah, thank Um, you. (laughs) But it gets better because I then proceeded to go and do a gig with my band and get very drunk. And they said, where can we go for more drinks? And I was like, I don't know a place. And then we start walking into the building and I went, oh, shit, wait a minute. I just quit here this morning. We have to go. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, that's... Those are the younger days. But yes, I've quit many jobs in many glorious fashions, and I'm pretty proud of most of them. <laughs> I see the George Costanza definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it's you know, what are you going to do? I worked at a, if you don't mind for me to tell another embarrassing one. No, go for I it. Once quit a, Please do. I quit a fast food restaurant and just walked out in just my trousers, as you Brits would say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't say your pants is inappropriate. Yeah, I know, I know, it's terrible. My <laughs> wife, who is my wife, who also is Canadian, uh, when she interviews people for a job, uh, a guy once said to her, "What do I wear?" And she said, "Oh, just shirt and uh, pants, pants and a shirt." And he just kind of stared at her, and she went, "I meant trousers." Uh, I meant trousers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I worked at this place, and I in the job, you know, they, in the interview, they say, "Do you need any time off coming up? I need to know about." Mm. And I said, "I'm taking this week off because I'm going to play some gigs or whatever it was." Yep. That week came up and I was on the schedule and the boss said, oh, I need you to work. And I said, I told you I couldn't work. Long story short, I said, I'm going to quit then. And as I went to leave, he said, that's my uniform. So I took the shirt off, gave it to him and made a point to walk out the front side of the building where they're serving food right by where they scoop out fries, uh, just my trousers on and walked out of the building that way. <laughs> Good man. Yes. Did you flick your chest towards the uh, the fry bin? Uh, no, I'm a bit too chubby for that, so I'm really uncomfortable with my shirt off. So I kind of just left the building. <laughs> but I did half of the game. You know, I was I was half cocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Good for you. That's what I say. Thank you. That was this was many moons ago. I'm known. I'm not nearly this cocky, brave, or stupid anymore. I hope. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, going back to <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> On your podcast, the Matt Lees Gets Creative, who is the most, well, I suppose, most interesting or the most successful person that you've spoken to on that podcast? Well, I'm going to give the proper answer as far as media goes first by saying my guests have all been wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, they were all really cool. Some of them were really exciting. Uh, I got to finish the season off by interviewing Brendan B. Brown, who is the lead singer and the writer of Weedus. Oh, amazing. Uh, who, wow. Teenage Dirtbag, of course. I'm glad mm. you guys know it. Yeah. Um, and that's that one's cool for me because I've been chasing him for an interview for probably like 10 years, like just off and on, sending emails back and forth and, you know, twit. Oh, he responded to this tweet. Maybe he'll finally do the show. Uh, and then all of a sudden it just worked out and I was really nervous, but he was yeah. really cool. We talked for quite a while. Uh, and that one was probably really uh, one of my favorites for sure. But they were all awesome in their own way, especially when you can get people to open up yeah. and talk to you about stuff. Uh, but no, that one was incredible to do. I was really proud of that one. Uh, and I talked to a guy named Nicholas Corella, who's been in shows like uh, Supernatural and Bates Motel, uh, oh, just kind of cool. as a, more of a character actor. But that was a really cool conversation, too. What roles has he played then? Because I like, um, well, I've not watched Supernatural, but I have watched Bates Motel. Yeah, that was the one I hadn't seen. That was part of my having to wing it, not doing research thing. Okay. Um, he was kind of one of these, he's been in one or two of everything kind of guys. You know, he's in okay. a, an iZombie. He pops up in this, that show. He pops up in Designated Survivor, for example. Uh, so he just had lots of cool stories to tell about all the different sets he'd been on and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
but the musicians are the ones for me, I think, because that's kind of preaching to the preaching to my own choir. Yeah. Uh, so we get really deep when it's the musician ones. I mean, mostly just pontificate and whine yeah. when it's musicians. Yeah. So yeah, because obviously you've got the most in common with them, haven't you? So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very impressive. You got the Wheaters guy. Yeah. That's really impressive. Well, I mean, it, it took a it, long time. It, it, yeah, it it clearly shows that online stalking does pay. <laughs> Folks, I am proof of that. It absolutely does. And then one day, I mean, you chase it, you chase that. And then one day I just had an email with a phone number that said, Brendan's looking forward to talking to you. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, f- shit, I have, I'm, oh, shit, I have to interview the guy from Weedus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. He couldn't have been nicer. <laughs> oh, that is really cool, though. And uh, yeah, and what was, what was he like? Was he just as you'd imagined him to have been or was there? Yeah. Like yeah, so he wasn't cooler than you thought he was going to be, or no, we had a, we had a lot in common. I was surprised oh, we had cool. a lot in common. I think that's the worrying part, isn't it? When you like speak yeah. to somebody that's not necessarily a hero, and uh, you know, if he is your hero, then awesome. But you know, with regards to anybody that is in that sort of line of work, and you speak to them, and then turns out they're a complete asshole, it's so yeah. devastating. Yeah, it is. Or if they're just not interested. Yeah, and you're thinking yeah. like, why did you agree to the interview if you don't want to do this? Like, I'm mm. not forcing you to be here. Yeah, exactly. And I, but I've done panels at like Comic Cons where I didn't know who half the guests were, and you just kind of have to go with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's both sides of that. You have to be able to talk to both groups of people. So whether I know very much about the person or I'm a big fan, it has to kind of be the same kind of interview. I think anyway. Yeah, me too. Because the listeners don't know how much I love Weedus and the fact that I've listened to that album a hundred times and that I know they recorded it in his mom's living room and things. So you can't assume the listeners know that. So you have to still pull that out of them. So sometimes it's harder to interview somebody you like and admire because you know it so much already yeah so you you don't really know how to interview them you just kind of have a conversation with them mm. so i've had that side too where it's just two people talking and i'm like well that could have been any podcast in the world it didn't have to be actor x from this tv show you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i agree with that as well because i think because i've had like jobs in the hotel trade and things like that is um we had the occasional like celebrity stay and things like that and you learned from an early start at that job that you needed to talk to the celebrity person the same as Joe Bloggs. It it doesn't matter who they are. It's the fact that they want the same holiday experience that everybody else does. So yeah, you've just got to treat everybody the same. Yeah. I remember there was a guy at one of the cons from an EastEnders show. I don't, I don't know the actor well enough, but he's apparently a big star because when he came in, some of the women were like, (gasps) and uh, we were standing at the bar. I remember and he wasn't like serving beer, but there was a bar. We were standing there. He walked up and he went, all right, mate? And I went, all right. And I felt really cool because I was like, we're just two dudes, man. I don't yeah. know who you are, even though all these people are excited <laughs> you're here. I was just like, all right, all right, mate? Yeah. My favorite story, for, I've, I've said on this um, podcast before, but my favorite story at a Comic-Con is I got a high five from Matt Lucas. So, yeah, I was just literally walking past him and I went, high five! And he just gave me a, ha- a high five back, you know? Oh, awesome. Yeah. I had the same with uh, Anthony Michael Hall at a con in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Ah, amazing. The best part was he had a, he legit now had a woman on each arm. Mm-hmm. He had a drink in each hand. Uh, he then hand, because I put my hand up, I was like, yes! And just yelled yes and put my hand up, hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. He handed one of his drinks to one of the girls who were both, not that it matters, but were both incredible. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, Gave me a high five, took his drink back, and just kept walking. And I was like, I am having an nice. awesome time. Yeah. I'm yeah. going home now. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, that's all I need. That's Dragon Con set for me. Yeah. Life is complete. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so 
Sorry. Apologies. I did say I should mute myself, though, when I cough. So maybe I should take my own example. Yes. You, t- you told me to mute. I muted. <laughs> you did. You did. And thank you very much for doing so. But that one caught up on me and I didn't realise. Anyway, all of that is getting cut out. So I don't know why we're carrying on talking about it. <laughs> hey, that's card swallow. You should leave everything in. That's what I say. I'm surprised how much does get left in. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'd love so to hear what gets cut it. out, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy, you're going to be down to like one percent for this one aren't you <laughs> then that's gonna make me sound like a psycho because i've been yeah. trying i've been getting along so well with no one apparently <laughs> <laughs> no no that would be very interesting to listen to <laughs> have you ever seen those comic books with garfield where they take out garfield no oh it's really creepy it's like it's like garfield minus garfield so it's still all the same comic strips, but they've taken the cat out, and it just looks like a dep- depressed dude talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. They are wild. Yeah, take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know where you can find those? I think just a Google of, like, Garfield minus Garfield will pull it up, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, and this, there was a theory, wasn't there, at one stage, that either Garfield is completely on his own, or the guy's completely on his own. Yeah. And that basically, it's all an imagination thing. I think the idea is that Garfield is imagining the dog and his owner, and he actually lives completely on his own in the house. Huh. I mean, it's very similar to, to throw back to your last episode, very similar to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Because we all know that kid's a psycho, yeah. and that's all in his head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, should we move on to your music now? Or um... Sure. I mean, we're having so much fun already. Why not? I should try to be professional now. <laughs> I just had one, one podcast-related yes. question, sure. and in my true spirit, animal fashion, it will be a negative question. I have to nip to the loo, though, so you're going to have to carry on without me for a second, okay? Uh, thank God you're not taking your mic with you. No. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that happening again. Uh, again. Yeah. Again. I'd yeah. never <laughs> do that. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I took a wireless mic to the toilet, toilet once at a con. Who cares? We're all friends here. <laughs> it's all natural bodily functions. You all do it. Yeah, exactly. And you all giggle after you fart, too. Exactly. All right, anyway, please. Yeah, so it, it's really... Remember, when I, I listen to one, I Yeah. Gemma is such a lovely person. She oh, really wonderful. Is. I think my, so I'm going to go on a limb. My favorite podcaster ever. You know oh, I mean? yeah. I, yeah. Without that, why she hasn't won an award for her skills, I do not know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, to be being very honest, I can now wear long sleeves again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I had uh, one, one question for you. Okay. Um, slightly negative in my spirit animal fashion. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, my biggest bugbear when I listen to interviewees not the interviewers uh-huh. is their initial response to any question right and that bugs me and uh-huh. i'm glad that none of our interviewees have ever done it right i'll tell you what it is but I was, my question is do you have a common trait that m- the majority of your guests display that really just gives you that nervous tick um for me it's that's a good question. Uh, that right, answer, yeah. that, that beginning of an answer, because it just makes me want to, as an interviewer, go, yeah, I know. That's why I asked it. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. No, I think for, honestly, for me, my biggest bugbears and things like that are, are things that I do, things that I say, where I go, what did you say that for, you dick? You don't have to ask that question that way or whatever. So mm. most of them are from are my own nuts, psychosis, maybe, in my own head of like, letting them speak or I always always think I talk too much when I interview people and it really gets me like I really if I think too hard about it it really bums me out because I try very hard not to talk more than the guest who's supposed to be the interesting one um 
But if it's something I don't like from them, it's token answers. Like when you can tell it's rehearsed and they're just giving you a line. I hate those kinds of answers when they're not really engaging with you. And they're like, yeah, it was great. And the director was great. And the, yeah. the whole production crew was great. And oh, what a wonderful time. And it's like, okay, you know, I don't need the same answer you give to everyone. If you, I like mine to be more conversational, I think. Yeah. And because you can't call them out on it either. So you just have no. to roll with it. Yeah. I mean, I always live in fear of the one word answer. The sort of thing that's so closed off. Oh, yeah. You know, if you say, well, did you enjoy it? And they just go, yes. I've had guys do panels with me as guests and give answers like that. It's all Oh, like, why are you even here? Exactly. Yeah. And that's my point. What did you even sit in that chair for, man? Yeah. I'm the, very much the same as you, Matt, that basically I like to have a conversation with people, you know, like back and forth, back and forth, a bit of banter. And I like to pull in random questions in a way, just so that you can yeah, actually, yeah. you know, get you know, engage people a little bit more or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Not, not ask the same questions of every other time, right? Like, yeah, you know, just try to have a talk with people, which you c- can work out really well. And sometimes it does not work out well at all. Yeah. It was a bit like my first Comic Con experience that yeah, basically, I, uh, I was going to mention uh, that. We, the, yeah, one of the guys from Game of Thrones, I managed to upset him. I can't, I really, really can't remember the question that I asked. I might go back and check the audio, but you know, either way, I'm, so, I'm kind of embarrassed by it, so I probably wouldn't put it in. But at the same time, I really upset him with that question. I was like, oh my right. god. <laughs> I, that could, uh, it could make a good audio though. Yeah, I think it's just my awkward because it was literally my first ever interview with somebody. And right. I went to the Comic Con with questions that were just really random, like, why is pizza round but the box is square? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. Because I thought, well, at least it's not going to be the same sort of questions that they're constantly right. always hearing. You know, it's a bit random, a bit, you know, makes you think a little bit. But yeah, there was one that just was not appropriate. I should have taken it off and I didn't. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm, I'm quite ashamed of myself for asking the question, I suppose. But I mean, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. When I worked in radio broadcasting as my paid job, I once was at a sausage breakfast for Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed the mayor of the local town. And I said, have you had fun at the event? And he said, yes. I said, did you enjoy breakfast? And he said, yes. And I said, would it be safe to say then, sir, that you enjoy the wiener? Um, <laughs> and now, in my defense, the mayor chuckled yeah. and went, ha, I guess it would. I guess it would, my friend, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Went back to the radio station, two weeks suspension. Yeah. Come on, man. That was funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a bit like my saying, oh, I like a bit of sausage. I do. <laughs> yeah. Or he likes to nibble on the ends. I does. <laughs> well, no, that's a bit painful. Oh, wait, we're talking about sausage. I try to think what you think of a battered sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to need some cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lick those scabs. Oh, oh. Andy. <laughs> There's always that one person who crosses the line, folks. And it's him. And it's usually Andy. I say I've got moral lines, but I have other lines. (laughs) Yeah, but Andy, you ignore your moral lines. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said last episode, I never want you to think before you speak, and I never want you to think about the morals. (laughs) (laughs) It makes for a much funnier podcast if you don't. (laughs) And Andy will never, ever, ever do that, so don't worry about it. Exactly. Right, let's get on to music talk. Okay.
Mr. Momo flapping like a bat. It begs the question, who are you talking to like that? Listen here, old man. I won't be taking a fool. I won't be taking a fool. So mind your peace and your cues. Remind yourself who you're talking to. See, I won't be walked all over. Like it or not, I suggest if you've got a problem, get those kicks back on the block. Cause listen here, mofo. I won't be taking a fool. So mind your P's and your Q's. Remind yourself who you're talking to. And we'll get along fine. Sometimes I get grouchy and I act kind of like a grump. Yeah, yes. But never let it be said that you play me like a chump. Cause listen here, old man. I won't be taking a fool. I won't be So mind your P's and your Q's Remind yourself who you're talking to Somebody play the guitar, please! Remind yourself who you're talking to So mind your peace and your cues Remind yourself who you're talking to So, you sent us across three of your songs which sounded fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Thank you. So your current single that you've got out is called Remind Yourself, isn't it? Right. Yes. Yeah. The idea behind it is I don't like bullies. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Anyway, please carry on. I was just going to say, like, where can, first of all, where can people find that single? Everywhere that music is available. Okay. All of them. So Spotify, Apple Music, you can buy it on iTunes. It's on Amazon Music, YouTube, uh, all of them. I, I, I don't know even all the names, but every single possible way you can get music. If you just Google Matt Lee's band, remind yourself. It's on all of them. Okay. And it kind of had uh, a very sort of bluesy type oh, yeah. feel to that song. So, yeah, what's the sort of story behind oh, before, behind that? Sorry, I just hit my finger on the desk. Yeah. No, so <laughs> I sent you three songs that are recorded yep. over 10, oh, actually I've recorded over 10 years apart. Yeah. Um. So. And I noticed that all three are very different. Yeah. But that's because it's more like, you know, um, the psychosis, as I mentioned before, in my brain, it's different stages of things going on in my life at the time. Um, the first one I sent you, um, Maybe I'm Not Leaving. Yeah. That's a, obviously a very bitter breakup song. Yes. Going Home is incredibly personal, which is hard, is a, is even a tough one to talk about sometimes. But um, the 
remind yourself the new single is we want i wanted to do classic chicago style blues yeah but i wanted to give it a bit of a modern twist uh and the reason so many years apart is i fell out of love with music uh completely and creating and performing it and i was just kind of happy podcasting and i didn't care if i ever made music again uh and then i hate to always bring it down a level but i have to because it's important for my story uh two years ago i was diagnosed with cancer oh i'm sorry and uh, you know it's all good now it all came out for the positive so it's n- it's not always a bad thing i know that sounds like a cheesy answer but it's it's honestly true you fought it so proud well yep. done yeah yeah thank you to that good man so but i come out of that with no motivation no passion no desire yeah because you're kind of drained of everything and to, to go on top of all that your your fingertips and your toes literally die on you you lose all your nerve endings and things so i literally couldn't play the guitar even if i wanted to so it was like back to the future 2 where marty's trying to play the lick you know and he just can't do it so yeah. you're at that point where you're like that's it that was a part of my life that is over now um i was still listening to music I was listening to a lot of blues, but for me, music before that had become a job because I did it as a job. So it was more worried about how much am I getting paid for this gig? When's the next gig? Uh, How much is it going to cost to record that song? And it's not fun anymore. So I just didn't love it anymore. And then one day we went, my wife took me to see a Blues Brothers tribute act called the Chicago Blues Brothers, who are phenomenal, by the way, if they're ever anywhere near you. I've heard of them. Yeah, They were unbelievable. And I watched their show and I was reminded that music is supposed to be fun. And you're supposed to enjoy it. And then I just started noodling around and I, I never really got to record any blues music. And I've always loved it so much. And then they say that the universe provides. So right when that little kernel was happening, I get a random message from a good friend, a longtime friend named Paul. Paul Goosen's the first drummer I ever played with live. And he randomly sent me a message and he said, I've had a rekindling of my passion lately. The technology's changed a lot. How about we make some songs? Uh, and that was right when I was ready to do that too. So um oh, so through the your, wonder of your lines are, yeah your lines crossed and yeah amazing yeah yeah and it's literally all digital so we've never been in the same room together um i recorded my vocals and my guitar here in uh wales uh drums were recorded in canada guitars in canada keyboards recorded in spain harmonica recorded in england um and through the wonder of technology i'm able to mix all that in my studio here at home and then release it as a full-on uh song so that's the exciting part. That is so. That's so clever. Mm. Yeah, it's unbelievable that it's it's possible now. Yeah. So that's for the new releases, and then there's older songs that I've never released before. So the other two that I sent you guys is by the official Matt Lee's band, quote unquote. That was the band I played with for years. We uh, crafted all those songs together, recorded them all together, uh, but it was never this easy to release stuff. Yeah. So now I'm just as we're recording new songs to release as an album. I'm just releasing a couple of singles just to kind of get it out there and test the waters. You know, both technically as far as online goes and how to upload it and how to make sure the cover art looks good. And there's so many things you have to think about. So yeah. test that out with a few singles and then uh, later in the year or early next year, put out a full album, which we're currently working on. Uh, and I'm still using the name Matt Lee's band, not from an ego standpoint, but from uh, the songs on the album are going to have a different lineup of musicians for each song based on who's available at the time and who wants to, you know, I know guys that are better at blues and guys that are better at rock because the album's going to be all over the place. Like you said, all different styles. The album will be exactly the same. Lots of different styles of music. Therefore, lots of different musicians, which is cool that you can do that these days. Yeah. And I think it kind of keeps it fresh as well. Oh, yeah. You know, fresh for you as well as the listener. Mm -hmm. You know, you might write a song that you think, oh, actually, 
this could do with a, a you know this sort of melody or or whatever yeah yeah it's very important i mean yeah the song i sent you guys the maybe i'm not leaving i love that song by the way that was well, oh actually, thank you yeah i mean i i liked all three of them but that one was definitely my favorite one. thank you very much I, i'm more like sort of rock and metal myself so that was kind yeah. of more that kind of genre for me but yeah You love it, baby. Come over here, let Uncle Jay Walsh show you how to do it.
Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it, that's funny you mentioned that one because that one, I wrote it on an old out-of-tune acoustic with nylon strings, oh, wow. and and it was really slow, and my intention was to give it to, I knew a local blues singer in Canada at the time, this is probably 2008, 2007, something like that, I was, my intention was to give the song to her, because she was re- uh, releasing a new album, um, and I thought, you know what, she can have the song, she'll do a great job of it, uh, I played it for her, and she graciously said, no, you need to. That's your song. You should you should have that song because you know you should release it. Mm. Um, so it was mellow and slow, and then I introduced it to Jay Walsh, who's playing the guitars and the bass on that song, by the way. And uh, he said, "I like the song, but let's put some balls on it." Um, and from an old rusty acoustic, it became what you guys have heard. Yeah. And that was because I was able to open up and just collaborate and listen. Uh, open. Oh my! I just did a Vanilla Ice line by accident. <laughs> collaborate and listen. But that's literally what happened, you know. Because before that, I was too. I was too ego-driven. I was young and stupid. And my point would have been, I wrote the song, man. You just play it. But it became my favorite of my own original songs is that recording because that's just them ripping it up. Because I also became smart enough to know I'm not a great guitar player. Uh, I never was. I'm even worse now after everything I've got like with the hands and things. Mm. So I record the song. I send it to them with me just singing it. They start building it on their end, send it back to me, at which point I then sing it again and mix it and master it. So I don't even have to play the guitar. So I don't have to worry about... My brain later, years later, going, you missed that note on the guitar. Ah, you missed. You're out of time. You're out of time there because you'll do that to yourself as a creative person. You'll do it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I agree. And like, I, I mean, it obviously from this point of view, because like, you sometimes you think, oh, should have said that, <laughs> you know, yep. or whatever. Yep. So yeah, yep. I, I get what you mean in that sense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I was because you know, I love, I love hearing like the story behind songs as well so well i know you said that it's a bit of a tearful one but going home did you want to get into that one uh yeah i mean as long you know as long as it's a, it's a no judging party no. i'm an emotional man these days no. um to, to start off to show you how emotional i am you guys remember the christmas commercial from mcdonald's with the reindeer uh i'll say be honest and say no all right fine so yeah they, santa stops at all these different places right and he gets cookies and milk at every place i'm even getting emotional thinking about it and none of those motherfuckers left a carrot for rudolph and the reindeer and then the whole commercial, they're getting sadder and sadder. And at the end, Santa finally gives them carrots and they're really happy about it. Every time that was on, Waterworks. Aww. I don't know if any of you guys are Ric Flair fans from wrestling, but later in life, Ric Flair cries a lot and you just picture that. So anyway, okay, that's the, that's the setup to show you that you're not dealing with a full card here emotionally. But anyway. That's okay. But, you know, men are allowed to be emotional. It's 2019. You can do whatever you want. So if you want to yeah, have yeah. a little toot about something, you toot away. Yeah. Well, listen, this is... it's. And I promise you, it's nothing that I'm just trying to make it overly dramatic. It's all completely true. So the the lyrics originally of Going Home were written for uh, kind of a a good friend of of when I was younger, kind of a muse, you know, kind of like the the high school girl, that kind of thing, right? We were incredibly close. She was an incredible person. And those lyrics were incredibly personal because I was speaking directly to her. Mm -hmm. So uh, then the – so there's two parts to that. So that's the actual writing and performing of the song. So uh, that was our, my, my wife and I both knew her together. My wife and I have known each other for like 20 years and we all grew up together. So uh, that was uh, my good friend, Ruth Ann, who was again, incredible muse and incredible support. So at the age of 30, she drops dead. Uh, she has a uh. aneurysm. So again, singing that song live now is near impossible for me, right? Because it's just very personal. So, yeah. but then when you get into the actual, recording of the song and the writing of it again being open and willing to collaborate with musicians i collaborated with a friend named paul mcleod uh and he helped me kind of craft the chorus and the the way the chorus was going to go uh the original intention was that he would sing 
that chorus. Uh, never kind of came to fruition, never happened that way. For no reason, nobody's fault. It just kind of never came to, to, to happen. Uh, it must be three years ago now that Paul took his own life. So, oh, I'm sorry. That song for me, it, it's totally cool because it gives you that that level of a, a, of connection to it. But yeah. for me, that song is just impossible. Mm. Like it's just, I want to record, I want to release it. But that recording is from 2007. I'd love to redo the vocals because again, I'm a perfectionist and I hate the vocals. But it's just not going to happen. There's just no way that I could go back and retouch it. So rather than just leave it on a hard drive. I figure it's better to just release it, put it out there. Yep. So that's kind of my my personal yeah. connection to all to all of that. So yeah. that's why the song and people tell me they really like it and they think it's nice and that's cool for me. But yeah, that's a tough one for me. It's it's one of those things that it's very hard to listen to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine. Do you want me to leave that one off no. of the episode? Okay. No, I'm raw. Leave it. It's fine. Okay, that's fine. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for getting all deep, everybody. No, I wouldn't. You know, I said earlier that like I like I like to speak the truth to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We like that. I mean, don't worry, we'll get back to giggling again hey. in a minute. Well, look, it's 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 nice because I have to be a tough guy on my own show, right? Because I'm the I'm the main character on my own podcast. So, yeah. And uh, for anyone who's listened to that, that guy's a mouthy, arrogant motherfucker. <laughs> you know, it's just a character I play on it. But <laughs> it's nice to be able to be yourself without fear of your buddies going, motherfucker, what? yeah absolutely and everybody is touched by so many different things so you know and it sounds to me like you know you said about the cancer and whatnot that you've been through quite a quite a mail of stuff and you know you just vent yeah you know get it all out of your system and oh yeah and then you know you're still here to tell your tale so that is the most important and you know amazing thing so yeah and i thank you i think that's part of the reason i really want to start releasing music is uh yeah you know from that other standpoint there was a chance that i wouldn't be here anymore exactly so i wanted to make sure that that music does get released so that at least i I, at least i i did something as far as that because i didn't want people to be like oh yeah i think he was a musician a long time ago Mm -hmm. right yeah i wanted to have those songs out there so people could look back at them whether i get 191 hits or 43 million hits taylor swift you know it's (laughs) not that those are literal stats from friday where we both dropped a single i would never do such thing but yeah you know that's I'm just, I used to, I'm honest, when I was young, it was like, I want a mansion, I want everyone to know who I am, I want millions of dollars, I want, you know, I wanted, uh, no, 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 I just want people to have, to have some music out there that people can listen to that maybe they enjoy, and uh, maybe not be miserable, you know, and I have a great life with my wife, I'm very grateful these days, and, and, you know, I'm still a miserable motherfucker, don't worry, but, (laughs) it's more of a, yeah, but, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very grateful, and it's one of those, uh, I'm not a I'm not a religious person at all, especially with recent uh, encounterings. That's something we don't have to get into religion. That's just my personal take on it. But yeah. it makes me want to not waste the gift of being able to create music if it is indeed one. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, if I think anyone who's creative, I think they are blessed with with talent. Because I I am not a creative person. My uh, my best friend of thirty odd years, he's he's a talented musician. I remember back when we were like must be late teens early 20s um i went to visit him and he was uh, had a bit of a jam session in his lounge and uh, so i didn't feel left out he gave me a triangle uh, to play told me to count a beat and then i'm not joking within five minutes he said why don't you sit and watch (laughs) we used to give one of my buddies an electric guitar but not plug it into anything Yeah. <laughs> don't give him ideas you know yeah, yeah. He's, and the thing is like he's he's offered to no end amount of times to teach me how to play the guitar because uh, we're both very similar in music tastes and uh 
in my head, I imagine it to be fantastic. I, but uh, no, I, I just don't have it in me to to be that creative. In my head, I can see it, but my hands let me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to teach myself the bass because I thought, ah, four strings, that would be mm-hmm. nice and easy, you know, kind uh-huh. of thing. Nah. <laughs> well, you know, because I've always appreciated the bass, I have to say, because I think of it as the sort of pulse of the band. So you've got the drums, which is the mm-hmm. heartbeat of the band, mm-hmm. you know, the bass is the, the pulse and mm-hmm. so forth, you know. So I did, you know, I did appreciate the instrument and, you know, I thought, oh, it's only four strings. How we, how hard is it going to be to learn that? Well, I can safely say that that has not been sold. <laughs> I don't know how to play yeah. the bass. It's <laughs> very tough. Yeah. Yeah. We tried it once in our band. I tried to play the bass once and it didn't because Jay Walsh was so good that on our recordings, he plays bass and guitar. Oh, wow. So I technically didn't need to do anything at the gigs. So then I was like, maybe I'll learn the bass. And I played it for like one song and then I put the bass down and we all said, so we need to find a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. My best mate, he's one of those uh, annoying bass and guitar players. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're you, talking you, about the arrogance of youth. Yeah. Again, no, knowing full well that I have no talent at all, I was, um, I used to go to a heavy metal uh, club quite frequently, and I think it must have been around the Deftones corn explosion. Okay. And uh, I was dancing on the dance floor, and uh, one of the local bands came up to me and said, "Oh, do you play the bass?" And I was like, "No, but you know, I can learn." He said, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, grab it, come down. We'll, we'll teach out to the the songs and you know try out because their basses had left." So I went out and swapped a guitar, you know, pawned, not, you know, sort of went into a music shop, part X, uh, a guitar that I failed to learn for a bass, and then thought I could go to a semi professional band and learn their songs. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it rarely does. It rarely does. Yeah. But I do like your optimism, man. Yeah. I say, yeah. that's it. It was in my. My late blooms of teenager, you know, where you've got that arrogance. Yeah, yeah, that massive set of balls, as they say. <laughs> I remember, jo- I remember joining a punk band, or er, like weeks into learning how to play guitar, and I not now, nor did I then ever just belong in a punk band. It was awful. Like you, you picture like a dude strumming a chord in the wrong key at the beginning of a song, and the whole crowd just being like, "Ah, oh, well, that was me. I had no business being <laughs> up there." But I had good optimism, I guess. The next thing I always think, oh, I should maybe I should try the drums. But again, I just know it's going to end up a mess. Yeah, and drums are way more expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I can do air drums quite well, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> or table drums. You should see me whip out a uh, machine head, you know, from Dave McLean. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> to be fair, you've got to remember, Andy. There's a lot of pressure on the drummer because he's keeping the time. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like it's. Uh... <laughs> It's an easy, easy thing to do. The only thing that's stopping me is the reality of knowing that I never learned to play guitar. You can't play, play a triangle. <laughs> I never learned, yeah, never learned the bass, and I, I should have stopped when I realised I couldn't play a triangle. Yeah. Sorry, did I just? Sorry, did I just steal your line? Shall I take myself out of that one? No, no. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> oh dear, apologies. <laughs> Talking still about music because obviously I've been speaking to Ben Gummery. Who's that? Huh? <laughs> oh, who's that? He's the new Muppet. <laughs> He's also mentioned Matt that you've done the music for his film One Voice One Mic, a documentary short. Yeah, how's that been? doing the music for that yeah it's cool it's a lot of fun um it was uh 
it was a tough my it was tough at this point because i've done it for um dr squee who i'm sure you all know as well yeah uh, i've done his christmas specials his audio plays the last couple of years i've done the music ah, awesome he's actually a good friend of mine yeah we live quite close so yeah well next time you see him you pat him on the bum from me if that's appropriate for your friendship and if it isn't then don't don't bother <laughs> well, if she's passing it along it's totally appropriate fair yeah. enough all right so in that case yeah. smack him right in the mouth um but <laughs> <laughs> i usually do that anyway so what's going to be different <laughs> yeah no but i I met Ben years ago. He was the he was the uh, c- cinematographer, director, photographer. An interview I did for a, a podcast documentary. Ironically enough, yeah. Um, but I've done Ian's music for his last couple of plays. Ben's obviously heard them. Or um, should we just replace that with Doctor Squee? Because yeah, I because know, he hates you know. when I he hates when I call him Ian. Yeah. Uh, yep. Ian really doesn't like when I call him Ian because no, I know it, he it, hates it when I call him Ian as well. So. Yeah, and it means he has to edit it out. Somebody has to edit out every time I say Ian, which Although, I imagine would be really annoying. Sod it! I'm going to leave it in, and I'm going to say that <laughs> Doctor Squee was um was referenced on this episode. So Ian, yeah. now that you know that, <laughs> yeah. Well, I made the music for his thing, so Ben asked me to do it for his documentary, which was really cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed doing it. It was a little different this time because I had to be in two mindsets at once because. I haven't made like music as in for the band in years. So you know, I'm doing squeeze stuff. I just focus on that. But doing this one, I was working on that as well as the stuff with the band. So it was interesting to test myself and kind of jump in and out of the different mindsets and go into the different modes. And uh, I'm, I, I don't mind admitting I, I struggled at first. The first thing I sent to Ben, I think we both heard it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not happy with this one. I'm going to start over. Uh, and he gladly said, cool. You know, so I knew that he wasn't totally on board yet either. So I was glad that I was able to sort of pull it back and let him still hear it, but then go, just delete that one. I'm going to start again. And I think what we actually came up with was a lot better. Yeah. And I think it's also very good as well if you can be honest with people Yeah, as well, isn't it? So if you already feel that, but then, you know, Ben had the courage to sort of turn around to you and say, mm, not quite what I'm looking for, but if you did this, maybe it is, you know, or, or whatever, mm. you know, that mm. is actually, you know, that's that's a good sign, you know, that yeah. it means that you're working very well together. So Yeah. It's important to set the ego aside and know the difference between writing a song for my band or writing a song for Ben's documentary. Yeah. Or for Ian's audio play. There's a big difference for that. And especially Ian, he is not afraid to be like, I don't like it, do it again. He says it much nicer yeah. than that, right? Yeah. But he's not afraid to tell you that stuff. And if you're not used to that, that can be a tough edge at first where you're like, Excuse me, what? You want to get somebody up? No, no, no. He just wants the best for his project, sort of. Yeah. And I get it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's hard for anyone to kind of take criticism yeah. on board positively. Yeah. 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 But I'd rather you tell me than just not use it or use it begrudgingly. I'd rather you just be honest. Just er- honesty is definitely the best for everyone involved. Yeah. You know, because then I'm, if you don't tell me I'm going the wrong direction, I could send you four more songs in that same direction. And then you're like, oh, this guy sucks. Mm. But you could have just said, oh, I'll do it more like this. And then I could have twisted it a little bit, you know? So it's that you need both sides of that. Do you like that honesty, though, for your own work from close friends? It's a very fine line because I don't mean this from an ego standpoint, but I have to respect you first. Yeah. So if I respect you as a musician and then you come to me and go, I don't know if that I don't know if that chorus is whatever or uh, the guitar sound or whatever it is, then I can take that on board. Um, if you're just Joe Schmo nobody and you're like, yo, is the guitar a bit loud in that song? 
you might get the grouchy George Costanza response, right? Yeah. But if they're but, like a real close friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have an online group called The Deep Ends. It's a bunch of musicians and it's a private group. We all just send songs back and forth and samples back and forth and ideas back and forth. And we're all completely honest with each other. Nobody gets their feelings hurt. And you'll be like, oh, I like that one, but I think the chorus is too fast. Or, you know, that one needs to be slow. Anything like that. No one's doing it to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Um, and it's a great process to be able to do that. And then come back with those ideas and start over as it were. Yeah. I was going to say from, I know I keep referring back to an editing point of view, but that's kind of my only, I can, I suppose, creative reference, so to speak. And I'm doing the inverted commas there, but, um, or air quotes, whatever people want to call them. Um, but I've kind of got that, that I've got like a, a what I call a triangle of trust and a circle <laughs> of trust. And also now an oblong of trust as well. So, you know, it's just two people, but you know, that's, that's actually separate to you guys. Um, you, uh, Andy and James, I mean, that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they are the people that I sort of speak to uh, in DM in the background yeah. in Twitter. And I'll say sort of like, Oh, has anybody experienced this? How, how can you solve this? Or, mm -hmm. you know, when you listen to this episode, did you think there's something that could have been better or something that could have been worse? You, you know, like we sort of brainstorm, I know PC world shouldn't say that, mm. but you know, we kind of like get through a lot of like conversations like that. So yeah. it's quite handy to have sort of a, a group of people outside of your immediate group, you know, that actually yeah. sort of help you along with your projects and things. Yeah. Who are also aren't going to pat you on the head. The, the, the people yeah. who aren't going to pat you on the head and go, that sounds great. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Because sometimes you need that. Trust me. Yeah. Because with my friend who's that, who's the musical genius, I've never lied to him. No. Yeah. You know, I've always, I've always told him constructively how I felt, and he's, he's always, to be fair, he's always appreciated it. Cause, but that's because we, yeah. even though I'm not musical by nature, I have, I, I know music. Yeah, he trusts your opinion. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is, I, I find really flattering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's always that fine line of. Especially for anyone who's delivering criticism to anyone, you've got to bear in mind it's not your work. You know, you may not be the intended audience. Mm. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's the biggest bugbear of people who criticize online other people's work, you know, be that music, pod, TV, film. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe you weren't the target demographic for that particular right. piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I know that all too well. Now that I, I released a blues song, I know that all too well, right? Because I love blues. But then people are like, I mean, I had, and again, this, this goes deep to be music. Like you have to be kind of musical maybe to get it. But like, I had somebody tell me that remind yourself sounded a lot like pride and joy, a classic Stevie Ray Vaughan song. Mm -hmm. And of course in my, in my brain, I'm like, it's a fucking blues shuffle in E. Of course it sounds like pride and joy. That's kind of the point of this because mm -hmm. that's what yeah. blues is. But then they'll listen to it and go, Oh, but it sounds like another blue. It sounds like other blues songs. Yes. That's why it's a blues song and not a, but anyway, if, if you're not in it, you don't know that part of it. And you don't know why it bothers people if they just they just write it off immediately and go, oh, it's just a blue song. I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's not just the uh, people. Yeah. yeah, listen to the lyrics, you know, yeah. get right. the feel of the heart and soul behind it yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now if Paul Goosens, who's been, my, who's been a drummer of mine for like 10 years, says, uh, it sounds a bit too much like Pride and Joy, then I'm going to take that on board and we might work with it, slow it down and... and play around with it a little bit right but it has to be state your source i guess it has to be coming from a, a reputable source yeah yeah exactly but you know this sounds like you've got a good amount of people around you hmm. well it's all a learning thing so you know i'm always forever learning thank god for youtube that's all i say oh yeah yeah it's my favorite best friend that's the only way i learn yeah 
exactly. Yeah, mm. me too. How hot Jesus. is hot? You know. Yeah. Pretty hot. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is until I know what hot is. So I'll get to my hand in that fire and pick up that coal. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just YouTube it. Because somebody else has obviously done it. And then you can see they burn themselves and then not do it. Yeah, but I don't know what that screen feels like. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. I mean, I don't know what get kick, getting kicked in the head feels like, but yeah. I can kind of guess. There's a lot of evidence saying that I shouldn't have children. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but you want them, so you're going to have them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can rent them now in you know from shops and stuff, can't you? And you just hand them back at the end of the day once all the chores are done. Yeah. <laughs> see, that doesn't help you. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not the 1920s anymore, Andy. <laughs> oh, what an era that was. <laughs> Children were seen but not heard. Yeah, putting them up a, chin- a chimney sweep, a uh, chimney to sweep it. Yeah, you were doing. You were doing what to children back in the twenties? What <laughs> they were chimney sweeps. You know, just ah, right, shove right. them up yeah, the yeah. chimney. Chim- chim- like, like Mar- chimney, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah, half a day of school, half a day of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think th- I think the really poor ones didn't even bother going to school, did they? They were just straight in the workhouse. That's right. it. Yeah, putting bread and butter on the table. Ah, oh, the good old days. <laughs> don't think you've quite understood how the workhouse works but anyway no. <laughs> at least they got fed oh my god what more do they want <laughs> please sir can i have some more no <laughs> also with regards to music mm-hmm. what kind of bands influence you it changes all the time mm. it's all over the place but there are some consistents uh i listen to the down child blues band like all the time um they're like a canadian uh, i just said like twice in one sentence what's going on here yeah. um i listen to them all the time i uh, love their stuff canadian blues band uh i listen to recently a lot of gary clark jr um i've always loved john mayer who a lot of people here don't know about but oh, he's good i listen to a little bit of everything i mean i love weedus of course i love jay-z oh. and as far as what i listen to it really depends on what i'm crafting if i'm making music at the time if not it's just a, a free-for-all I'll listen to anything but Lately, I've been listening to a lot of blues, so when we were mixing Remind Yourself, I was listening to a lot of Down Child, a lot of Blues Brothers, that kind of style, um, and that sort of idea. So it really depends on where the inspiration needs to come from. But my first ever was definitely the Beatles and John Lennon, was where it all started for me. And what's the one artist or band where anyone who's close to you knows they just need to leave the room because you need some me time? And also, because my friend, he loves Dream Theater. Right. And I know I just need to leave the tissues, the hand cream, a waste paper basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him 20 minutes and then yeah. go back. You know, uh, what, what's that used, for you? It used to be John Mayer when I was young and now it's Coheed and Cambria. Uh, yeah. And what does it for you for them? Uh, I, I think because because I've always tried to be so eclectic. Uh, I think their style is so eclectic, but the songwriting is is, is incredible. Uh, and um, like I'll be honest with it, I don't love every song that they do, right? Uh, but when they release an album that really gets you, it's just they're unbelievable. But they're just something about the style, the lyrics, uh, the fact that there's like an overcur uh, an overrunning arc storyline that they've created through all these songs and everything. It's just amazing. But also they're really dope songs i'm actually in the video for, i think it's called coming home yeah yeah because it one. was filmed yeah i love that song actually um i'm not a massive cahid and cambria you should just probably edit that part out yeah definitely <laughs> say the name again coheed and cambria 
being the two main characters of the universe they've created through their music and comic books. Okay, fantastic, because I didn't know that. But yeah, because uh, it was actually filmed at Download Festival. Right. And yeah, you can see me at the back and I'd never seen them before. So this is my friend really rocking out and I'm sort of stood there just with arms crossed going, I'm not sure if I like these or not. So, but then it was that song. I loved that song. Yeah, see, not not one of my favorite songs, but like again, I still I still really enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, I've seen them lots of times, uh, and I've seen them here in Wales too, where they're not really big, so they kind of play like the universities. Uh, which amazing. to see a band you love is just incredible. Like even in in Toronto, I saw the Stereophonics oh, play in like them. a university size, like a university size venue, yeah. like three hundred people, and it was just like unbelievable um because it was just so intimate right yeah but yeah coheed coheed's my jam um and it's deep dives for me i'll end up hearing one thing and then it'll be like three weeks of just listening to coheed yeah but i can't really do that right now because it really affects how i what i create and how i try to write and things so i can't do it right now because we're working on rock blues and i can't go down a coheed Mm. dive because i know what'll happen yeah it'll be sort of an influence into the work definitely right it'll be like no this is a 12 part blues saga (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it starts here, and then it's three albums. No, no, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this one's a bit random, but if you want something really odd pairing, if you go onto YouTube and look for Siegfried with with score by The Calm Blue Sea, right. it's, um, it's a series of um, clips of a film where this band have basically just done instrumental music over the film. And it just works so well. Mm, nice. And it's a black, it's one of those uh, very early day black and white films, you know, with the props of swaying in the breeze. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a proper lock yourself away in a room and don't get disturbed. Yeah. And I found that going through, because um, I'm, I'm really into um, if these trees could talk. I just went down one of the YouTube. Um, yeah. If you like this, you'll like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I came across this and it just, a good couple of hours i was just mesmerized i, I didn't go and leave i like yeah. normally just do one band one song move on yeah very cool no i i loved going down those whole those those deep dives of music where you just end up on a crazy journey um really cool because you hear some really interesting stuff yeah that's what i like with the streaming services now oh, yeah. where you can just get yeah. okay i like this artist this song do me a radio yeah yeah and you find some people that you really love you know, you find some artists that you can't believe you didn't already know about. Thing to be able to do that, I, I find that enjoyable too. We'll say because of your listening preferences, we found you, you know, following things, and you do find bands you would never normally have heard of, or you know, or maybe even just even listen to in any shape or form. And it's a great way of influencing you because I do do the thing that you've said, which is you'll do a deep dive yeah. into a certain band and be listening to the stuff repeatedly and like a a block of it for a period of time so mm. yeah it, and it just gets it like for me i'm like a sponge i soak it up like i said whatever i'm trying to create at the time is what i'm listening to so i'll go so i'll be listening to old blues tapes tapes listen to me <laughs> uh old blues playlists from like the 30s you know the really old stuff mm. where it's like a really old style mic one guy screaming into a guitar that's kind of out of tune um, and then next thing you know, when I'm trying to record a vocal, I'm kind of screeching and singing a little bit out of tune because that's what I've soaked up. So yeah. again, I really have to be careful with those deep dives because it kind of affects what, what happens after. Yeah. Cause one band that I was thinking of when you were telling your story was, I really like a band called Skindred. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you're familiar with them or not, but y- no, no. Okay. Well, they're kind of like 
they're kind of on the cusp of being sort of a heavy metal sort of reggae type band. Right. They've got this this weird sort of mix, but it just kind of works. Yeah. But I managed to see them when I was at a small venue, you know, and I actually sort of mm-hmm. saw them maybe like 20 years ago and they're still going now. And, you know, like I now seeing them at arenas and things like that, you know, they do occasionally play smaller areas as well. But when I first saw them, it was kind of like not necessarily a pub, but that kind of yeah. intimacy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite song on them by them sorry is called babylon mm-hmm. yeah so if you're sort of interested obviously when you're yeah. not doing it <laughs> when you're not uh <laughs> recording stuff and whatnot yeah listen listen to that song yeah i will definitely definitely interesting so it's not everybody's cup of tea quite a lot of people do turn around and say oh no i'm not a fan of their work and things but something about them music is so much preference too isn't it it's so personal yeah Yeah, exactly. Just the fact that it's heavy metal and kind of reggae, you know, it's just like such a weird combination. Yeah, yeah, sounds good so far. But heavy metal, I think, is is one of those genres that does lend itself well to other genres coming in and mixing over the top. I mean, I've always been a fan of the rap metal. Definitely. And to a certain extent, the EDM metal, although that's quite hard to find some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or not sort of like the goth techno stuff, but it's proper thrash and, and dance music. Um, so and classical music as well. Yeah, yeah, that is just awesome. So I think metal is one of those little understood and underappreciated genres of music. Yeah, because a lot of people would say that Coheed is a metal band, and I would only slightly agree with that. Yeah, because I really need this. I still need catchy melodies, and I need a nice hook that I can be singing later. And you, I don't find that in a lot of metal uh, for myself anyway. Yeah, it, dep- it depends what kind doesn't it so like if you're yeah. listening to thrash metal you're not going to be able to know what the lyrics are not necessarily no. that's where i think like bands like machine head where rob flynn's vocal range oh yeah he can be like a cheese grater into a mic and then like a, a choir i know mm-hmm. within the heartbeat uh, yeah. and that's what draws me and then you've got yeah then you've got the leads and the rhythm guitars just complementing it. Oh, yeah it's just mm-hmm. that's what i love about music i don't even need to know what the lyrics are it's just that wash of harmony yeah. and it's always crazy for me i when people say that like oh, i don't even care about the lyrics and uh for me as a writer of lyrics i'm like I, so many people say it too and they're like all oh, the lyrics aren't that important and i'm like they are yes they are mm. do you know how long i spent on deciding whether to use they are or there because which one sounded better in the key of g yeah you know and it's <sighs> but that's like there's like two layers you've got the the musical and then yeah. when you take it to the next step and then you blend in the lyrics and then mm. you are then emotionally for me then you're emotionally attached to that song because you've then broken it down into two separate components and then remelted it back together yeah yeah have you guys ever heard of a a band called snot i've heard of them yes Uh, they've got one song where at the beginning the guy says my balls your chin (laughs) for years i thought that was my balls your dick how did you get that how did you even get that (laughs) Well, this was before I had my hearing correction, so I okay. can only blame my hearing issues. But no, clearly I just wasn't hearing it properly. No. And my friend had to gently tell me, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't get chin and dick. <laughs> it was the last syllable, the way he pronounced chin. It was like it was a tick sound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen. And then, yeah. What's it called? What's the song called? I can't, for life of me, I can't remember. Dick chin. Dick chin. Dick Chin, yeah. <laughs> Dick Chin, here's Dick Chin by Snot. It's a shame I've just ended my subscription to Google because uh, now I can't search for bands. Um, but okay. yeah, I'll 
I'll dig it out and I'll I'll mail it over. Uh well, I was going to actually wrap the the podcast up now, but I, I don't want to do so if you have anything else that you wanted to talk about, Matt. No, I think I've exposed myself enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping you mean like you know emotionally not physically well wait you asked me a question at the beginning of the night that i wasn't ready to answer yet what was that oh yeah james you remember nope pass oh well that's fine emotionally i feel good i feel soothed good i feel uh like i have more souls out there just like me other podcasters out there just trying to do our best god damn it what assholes (laughs) (laughs) you said it not me but i just have one okay question um just from a music playing live perspective when you as a fan i think the smaller venues are are, are a better gig than maybe the arena of, of venues mm-hmm. but as an artist and a performer what would be your preference the the smaller venue or the big venue i'd definitely say the smaller one um i don't want to paint it like i've played massive arenas you know i've played crowd of a few thousand and that's that's awesome that's amazing but mm. there's nothing better than like that small little room uh, the small little intimate crowd, especially if it's a crowd that's into music yeah. and wants to be there and wants to be entertained with music. There's nothing better. I always compare it to like a drug high. And that's what we're all we're addicted to is that that moment of like, you know, oh, everyone's enjoying this and I'm, you know, we're, I'm, we're enjoying this together and everyone's with us, you know. And I remember the first time ever in Canada where I started singing a, one of my own songs and people said they liked it. And it was called Lois Lane and it was about all the things, basically full of nerd references completely, yeah. including a Bill Cosby line, which now has to be changed. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> I remember the first time I, there was people that were kind of in the crowd that would come and see us every Tuesday. It wasn't just me. There's a whole bunch of musicians. And we use this as our formative years, you know, and it came up, comes up in the, the Matt Lee's Gets Creative podcast all the time because it was such a mythical place almost now for me and my friends back then but i remember watching singing this song lois lane and i remember the crowd a few people started singing the chorus back to me and it distracted me so much that i completely fucked up the guitar and had to start over again because i was like oh wait yo y'all motherfuckers because it was bad enough when people used to clap and i know people are just trying to help when they want to clap along but it's really hard work for the guy on stage to keep up with yeah so but yeah the people start singing back to me and i was like eh, uh, and i just forgot the words and just kind of stopped and just looked at them luckily it was a friendly crowd so i got a round of applause for it and we started over but yeah. it was one of those moments where it really threw me off and i was like whoa this is cool but that is one of the greatest feelings you could ever have is people singing along with something that you created you know because yeah. i spent so much time watching guys on stage singing their songs back to them you know and uh again it may have only been two or three people but that for me was that moment of like that's cool hair raising moment and that's yeah, the things was- that you lose that in the smaller gigs because yeah. when you've got the arena and you've got the entire arena singing back to you to watch yeah. that from a stage perspective oh yeah, yeah oh i mean that's it the I don't need to do anymore. No, I mean, the Oasis li- uh, Familiar to Millions live album is a huge example of that. Like, yeah. that crowd, love or hate Oasis, but that crowd is just unbelievable. And it makes musicians like me, I, I can't say jealous because that's not the right term, I don't think. It's not the right word for it. But it's that moment of like, oh, man, that's what we're all that's yeah. what we're all chasing, you know, like it or not. Yeah. That's really what we're after is we want a crowd of people to, to screen because they want to hear us play, you know. But I have it on smaller scale now. I heard people at work today. I heard a Welsh guy at work today say, "Oi, mind your fucking p's and q's, yeah," which is the which is the hook to my new song. So to me, I was like, "That's fucking cool." So I was down with that all day. I really like that. Yeah, that's amazing. If I listen to some music or whatever, and it's um, it's actually a live recording of 
that band and obviously again i'm limiting myself to bands because that's what i would be listening Mm. to but Mm. whatever i actually sort of sit in my car or wherever i'd be listening to it wherever i be i just turned into a right dorset person then yeah yeah, (laughs) wherever i am um yeah and i actually get the sort of goosebumps you know, I actually sort of, it almost reminds me of when I actually went to see that band or I went to, you know, yeah. like I always get that mm-hmm. electric feeling that, yeah, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. And I, that's as a listener, you know, not as a, yeah. an artist. So, well, I, I love that feeling too, but I can't do it when I listen to my own stuff live specifically because we're back to that whole emotional Ric Flair and his old age guy. Uh, <laughs> because I don't play with those guys anymore, yeah. and I, they're in another country, I haven't seen them in 10 years. Like, we're collaborating a little bit on these songs. Like, my guitar player from 10 years ago played the guitar on Remind Yourself, which for me was a goosebump moment the first time I heard it, because, you know, I haven't heard him play in 10 years. Yeah. Um, but I can't listen to our live stuff, because it just hits too close to home it's too emotional for me because i don't get to do that anymore right so then i get stuck in that loop of like you fucker you should have appreciated this more when you had it you know uh instead of going out for that second beer and being wasted during your set you know you guys anyway you do that to yourself don't you when you look back like i love the recordings i love that they exist i can't really listen to them but then if you hadn't have done all of that stuff then you probably would have regretted oh yeah some other aspects so you know yeah and and i'm, I'm being a little bit overly dramatic we did a version of johnny be good <laughs> um and jay walsh was so i do listen to that song once in a while i mean i screw the words up in every single verse i think so i'm not listening for me but good lord he was a great guitar player well that seems like a good place to end the episode i think personally cool thank you I'm sorry if I talk too much. No, you didn't talk too much at all. You're the guest, so you're supposed to do the talking, and we're just supposed to sort of sit here and admire you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. We basically get people on every other week, so we can take a break every yeah. other week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I understand. We soak it all in. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Well, before we go, can you give us your social media yeah. information and maybe plug the where to find your latest song and everything? Yeah. So, like I said, it's on all the music is on every single app. So wherever you listen to your music, just throw in the Matt Lee's band. Try it all. Like it's funny these things you have to deal with as an independent artist that a major artist wouldn't have to deal with. Uh, the distribution company made a typo in the band name when they sent it in. So it should be Matt Lee's as one word with a capital M and a capital L, but it isn't. So it's really annoying to me that it comes up that way. But if you just search the Matt Lee's band as one word, you will find us. We don't come up as quickly as the other bands, but I think that's an algorithm thing. I found you on iTunes and um, I downloaded the single. So I am an, uh, you know, I am a supporter. (laughs) <laughs> thank you very much you're welcome uh, and, when the, and when the second one drops this Friday uh, we're actually going to correct said error so uh, if you've added it to playlists or anything you might have to do another search for it just to make sure but yeah um, that's available everywhere music is if you go to YouTube as well there's lots of like old live tapes of the band I was telling you guys about uh, old demo tapes that we recorded that are just kind of sitting there on a YouTube account so the best way would be to just Google the Matt Lee's band you'll find lots of cool stuff some that I'm ashamed of, some that I'm really proud of. Um, you can follow me on you on Twitter, which is Legend Podcast. That's my personal account. Or you can search Matt Lee's Music. That's the band account. Uh, and that's about it, really. Check out my podcast. Matt Lee's Gets Creative is on hiatus right now before season two. Uh, and Legend in My Spare Time is twice a month, roughly, 
when me and my buddy can get our shit together enough to record. Oh, fantastic. Well, what I'll do as well, if you, when you send your audio across to me, if you yep. just pop in, um, your sort of Twitter handles and like your, yep. yeah, anything basically, I'll, um, put that in the description of the episode as well so that people can cool. find all that information. Cool. Okay. Thank you. And thanks yeah. for having me. And yeah, if, if your listeners are kind enough to search out the song and, stream it a couple of times the only way anybody ever hears of indie artists yep. is if people share it and talk about it you know so not just me find another indie artist you love you know uh, i know your friend as well is a musician so support indie music and indie artists because we're no taylor swift or ed sheeran uh you know like i said last friday taylor swift had like 40 million streams and i had 190 so and yet you're so cool and she's such an asshole <laughs> well you know I, I i couldn't say that but you can and i appreciate I can it do but whatever i like <laughs> yeah my, my only point is help out indie artists because that's the only yeah. way anyone's gonna hear about it is if you tell your friends to check it out and that's the only way people are gonna hear about it so and keep checking because there's more and more stuff gonna keep dropping okay fantastic well that seems like a good place for us to end the ep yeah. episode, like I said. So we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I've been Gemma. I'm James. I've been Andy. And our special guest today has been... Matt motherfucking Lees. Yeah.